Hey everybody, welcome back to Big Black Girl's Small Kink World. I'm your girl Nisi, and today we're going to dive into a topic that's a little bit somber, but it's still sexy, okay, because it deals with sluts. <laughs> okay, just kidding, it deals with women. I personally don't think sluts exist. I think women being sexual exist, and people can decide whether or not they are a hoe, or a thought, or a slut, based on literally anything, like... I've seen virgins be called sluts, you know, so whatever. But I thought we would have a conversation about womanhood because, gosh, it is under attack this year, you know, so I thought I would take a little a little time to discuss it. And, um, you know, I just wanted to go over some, some main points and, like, give you guys my viewpoint on womanhood and why it's strange um, to be uh, to feel attacked as a woman in this country who's trying to just, like, live and be sexually free especially in a country that's like obsessed with sex it's it's kind of similar to how um like how this country is obsessed with black culture like they love the music the, the fashion uh the trends the poetry like everything that black people create this country loves but seems to like really dislike black bodies and black people I feel that same way about women. I think that that's also clear. Like, um, sex is, is loved. Sex is used to sell all kinds of things. It's used to, uh, to entice. It's used to, I guess, I would say manipulate and sometimes control, you know, the viewership and the people and, and everything. But, um, (laughs) but women are, are, I feel are greatly disliked (laughs) and, um, I'm just going to dive into that a little bit, especially, you know, as coming from a, a viewpoint of somebody who is a woman, <laughs> you know, is a woman and has lived this my entire life, but has also had some differing viewpoints about womanhood, about self-worth, about self-respect, what a woman, what a good woman is supposed to be like, all these different things, um, you know, while trying to navigate how difficult it is to actually just be yourself in this, on this planet. So... I wanted to start off with some mild politics. I know but I don't like to dive too hard into politics, but man, it's real difficult to um, ignore today <laughs> because, oh, um, I'm coming, this is a, I'm re-recording this because I recorded a first one and that one was fine, but I wanted to re-record it with all the information that we've gotten since, you know, last two weeks. Um, in the last two weeks, a lot of things have happened. Um Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, the Supreme Court justice that was probably the more the most liberal, liberal and the strongest on the Supreme Court, uh, you know, the cornerstone of liberal and progressive sort of viewpoints, died. Uh, you know, I forgot what day, but in the last two weeks, and it has been chaos since then. Um, I am now uh, incredibly worried about my. Uh, my my rights as a woman uh, and my bodily autonomy as a woman as well. Um, I am in grave, (laughs) I feel like I'm in grave danger because as a woman of color who, you know, isn't affluent, if abortion gets overturned and, and, you know, if Roe versus Wade gets overturned and and abortion is made illegal, then, you know, that affects me and my, my life, my family planning. And that affects lots of other women too but i mean i i just want that personal connection to people who may not be concerned or or anything like i understand that ruth bader ginsburg was not a perfect supreme court justice you you know like i understand that you know politics itself is a trash heap right um but there is also 
a reality here that women of color especially are going to be facing which is that our rights are shat on the most so so um so let's just you know let's just back up and talk about what i consider the war on women and womanhood and just look at it look at it a little bit and i i want to discuss it more i guess in an entertainment viewpoint because the the things i will be mostly focusing on will be entertainment and how that's kind of dripped into the uh the argument of you know basically womanhood this this year I'll start with first, um, in July, on July 8th, 2020, the Supreme Court voted that employers can use, can opt out of birth control. They can opt out of, um, like, uh, paying for birth control through their insurance, and they can use religious, uh, religious reasons for that, which is ridiculous because as a, as an employer, you know, uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to enforce your religious views on other people, um, and and it also just doesn't make sense. You know, because if you are a person who's pro life and you're pro, um, you know, pro, I guess birth, pregnancy, whatever the fuck you are pro, then it would make sense to also be pro contraceptives. Because there are people, there are women who don't want to have children, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to have a sexual life, you know, like I don't want to have kids, okay, I don't need children to feel fulfilled, I plan on living my life with multiple with multitudes of cats nothing against people who are parents I think that that's great if that's the challenge that you chose to take on. Um, But I just think it's incredibly backwards for people to you know, say that they're pro-life and then also make it incredibly difficult for women and people who do not want to have kids, whether they have kids or not, to to stop that from happening, right? And this is a oh, another, another way that that is become more difficult for women. So beyond that, that was July. So let's just start. We'll just call it like woman-hating summer, okay? <laughs> just start there. Um, so that was in July. In August... Um, the rappers Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion came out with this fantastic song. It was mwah, chef's kiss. And it was called, it's called WAP. It's called Wet Ass Pussy. All right. And basically the song, it's, it's very raunchy. It's very sexual. It's all about the types of things that these two women want and need from a sexual partner. Now, are the lyrics, are, are the lyrics, um, are they dirty? Absolutely. Does the song make me want to dance up, like get up and twerk my booty? To all this? Absolutely. Um, is it for children? No. <laughs> you know, so if your children are listening to it, then that's probably a fault on, on you <laughs> and parenting because, you know, these women are adults. Uh, Cardi B is married, currently getting a divorce, but married and has a child and knows what she wants sexually. I don't see how that's a problem. Megan the Stallion uh, was in a relationship, but is also a grown ass fuck woman and can tell people what she wants sexually, right? Um, well, apparently not because the, the, the whole country... Uh, just 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 i don't know exploded apparently women who are of age can't discuss their sexuality or the things that they want or just their pure arousal because that is what wet ass pussy is all about it's all about what turns women on what turns those two women on i mean also what turns me on because my god are cardi b and megan the stallion basically me but in general what turns them on and what they need to get you know, where they need to go, how to get their orgasms, all their things. 
And I don't see how that's an issue. As a woman who is all about orgasms and all about getting their things, I'm confused. Um, like I said, this country has a very weird understanding and, and relationship with sex. It, it's because of this strange quasi-Christian, pseudo-Christian reality that this country tries to fake. I, I, don't, I don't really understand it, but it's like because some people in this country are Christian, then like everyone should have a Christian doctrine and Christian morals or the same morality because even Christians don't have the same morality. You know what I mean? Like it's very strange. And I just don't understand why we're trying to impose that on others, especially other grown people who are not like hurting anyone. You know what I mean? Like a woman talking about what she wants sexually is not hurtful. And a woman encouraging other women to also talk about what they want sexually isn't hurtful either. Like, shouldn't we all be trying to have the best sex ever? Isn't that just everyone's goal? I mean, it's definitely my goal. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Orgasms are great. But having memorable, amazing sexual experiences are the overall goal. So I don't, I mean, I mean, they're not the goal of life, but I mean, the, the goal of, of sex, <laughs> like unless, unless of course you're one of those people who only has sex to procreate, which honestly, hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Those are your genitals. I don't care what you do with them at all. But me, me and the people, the women I know, the people that I hang out with, listen, we're here to have fun, we're here to connect, and we're here to get to know each other in a way that maybe others don't. And so that kind of sex is important. It's fun. It's, it's, it's uplifting. You know, there's a, a, a dozen th different things that come with, you know, having sex freely. And I feel like men have been able to have sex freely for quite some time. Now, I'm not saying that they can have all kinds of sex freely, right? Because there are things that men also get judged for, for sure. Um, especially if, you know, if it involves other men or if it involves anything that isn't deemed masculine, right? Which could be a lot of different things like anal play, all kinds of stuff. And, and I totally get that. But as far as men going out and getting as many opportunities for sex or as many sexual experiences, that's always been encouraged. In fact, painfully so which we'll get into a little bit later so WAP coming out and making a huge splash is also surprising because it's not the only kind of song that's out there it, it's not the dirtiest rap song that's been that's been put out by a female rapper it's that would probably be something by Trina because oh my goodness Trina is disgusting but in the hottest way which you know like she said some quite some lines okay <laughs> um uh so there's other rappers and other songstresses that have come out with dirty song lyrics. That that WAP isn't even the dirtiest single that has been put out by a female rapper. So I mean, cause, cause I mean, did everybody forget Lil Kim? Cause I mean, she's putting out she's put out some music, okay, that has been choicely, choicely ho shit, and I love it. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's crazy to me that we're in 2020 in a you know, in a time where we're supposed to be getting to a more sexually free place and people are still concerned about wet ass pussy, you know? Um, then the other hand of it is, is rap is a very sexually or can be a very sexually charged genre. There are a lot of rappers who talk about sex consistently, especially using the word pussy okay lots of them use pussy lots of them use sexually explicit lyrics and lots of those get played right on the radio lots of those have been singles i can give you examples you know like uh nas's uh il nana 
I'm not sure if that's the correct word, or Uchiwali, Uchiwali Wali, or whatever. I mean, there's Ludacris, uh, What's Your Fantasy? There's the Ying Yang Twins, that Whisper song where they literally say, Wait till you see my dick. You know, like there's tons of music that has come out that is sexually charged. And that's not just, you know, rap music. There's rock music that has come out that's sexually explicit involving drugs and, you know, fucking all day on the tour bus. Like there's so much that has come out because this country is obsessed with sex. People are, I feel like humans are obsessed with sex in general because it feels good and it's something we all want to have and it's like an important. I guess it's an important distinguisher between whether or not you are a child and adult, which is weird, but like, I, I get it. You know, once you are an adult, then you're able to access that part of yourself in, a, in an acceptable way with other people. Like, I get that, you know? And, and, you know, it's become strange, especially as we examine the ages of people who are learning about themselves sexually and what, you know, whether or not that's safe or not. So the other thing that happened, and it's another thing that we're going to discuss, the other thing that happened over the summer is this movie called Cuties um, came out. And let me see, it came out on Netflix. And so it's basically, it came out with a lot of vengeance, let's say that. Lots of people thought already, disgusting movie, they saw one clip on Netflix in the United States anyway. They saw a clip, they freaked out, they thought it was all about pedophiles, all this ridiculous because, man, does this country have a difficult situation with kids and sexuality, and I don't know if we can go into that, that might have to be a whole different episode. But as far as this specific story, people were freaking out, they thought, you know, it was really uncomfortable, it was really, you know, gross. Okay, so Cuties is a 2020 French coming-of-age drama film written and directed by Ooh, that is a difficult name. It's Maimuna Dukri. Oh, I might have I might have butchered it, and I apologize. But she is an African French woman uh, living in France, and this is her coming of age story. Um, it involved, you know, young stars who did look like they were children. That they do look like they're young, between the ages of probably eleven and thirteen. Which is, you know, difficult. I can see how that can be difficult because of the subject matter or because of the fact that they were being uh, photographed in such a way and, and shot in such a way where, like, you know, their body parts were shown and they were thrusting things forward because it was like a dance scene. I get that. And it is uncomfortable. However, it's really strange that in this country, when it comes to coming-of-age tales, for boys, those coming-of-age tales always include and involve sexual activity and nobody bats an eye. But when it comes to girls, no matter what, if there is sexual activity, it becomes a tragedy, a drama, or it's something like a cautionary tale. Now, I'm not saying that people who are sexually active should not be learning safety and shouldn't be learning how, you know, how to be cautious. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when it comes to women, girls, literally any females... <laughs> And I don't like to use the word females, but I feel like women, girls, trans women, you know, all of these women. It's like we can't we, take, we can't openly talk about our sexuality without getting some type of strange criticism, critique or anything. You know, like earlier in the summer, we're talking about grown women, women who are over the age of 18 and 21, talking about the kind of sex they want to have and they're getting shot down. 
Then over here, Cuties is a coming-of-age tale where a young girl is trying to figure out who she is. And because of the culture, the, the culture of sex in this world, she is trying to utilize sexuality to learn about herself. She, she learns, you know, she's looking at YouTube videos. She's seeing the artists of today. And she's seeing all these people and these ads selling sex. All these shows selling sex and relationships. And she thinks that's how she's going to grow up. And I relate to that on such a, in such a real level. Um, when I was 12 years old, and I, I've, told, I've talked about this on the show before, when I was 12 years old, I had a computer in my room. You know, I wasn't a stupid child, so I knew that when I was talking to strangers that I wasn't going to invite them to my house. I didn't give them any information that could remotely, like, lead them to me or anything. But I was talking to grown men in chat rooms. I was talking to men all the time, you know? And learning about myself that way, learning about my masturbation techniques and the things that I wanted to, what turned me on, I was, you know, getting introduced to porn. And like, yes, I guess it's kind of uncomfortable because, yeah, I was 12, 11, 13, 14, 15. And, you know, yes, that's that's uncomfortable, but it's real. It's a reality. I spent a lot of time talking to my friends and I, I had a few friends that were going through adult situations and then all of a sudden I was also going through adult situations where I was involved with older men uh you know 19 year olds you know high school students like that kind of stuff that happens all the time is it uncomfortable absolutely but does that mean we should shut it down and not discuss it should you know should we blame it on something completely outside of like of what of what's being discussed in the actual like movie itself you know Lots of people decided that it was a movie that was literally enticing to pedophiles and that was it, which is which is really shocking to me because last year in 2019, there was a movie called Good Boys that was made and it got an 80 percent on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And the synopsis was literally about these young children. They were like literally 11 or 12, looked no older than the women, than the young girls and cuties. Um, and they were trying, they were, they were invited to a kissing party, by the way, spoilers are head guys. I don't know if you care. <laughs> I should have said that for cuties too. My bad. But, um, you can see here that, you know, the synopsis included that they were invited to a kissing party. They didn't know how to do that. So they were trying to like use their father's drone to drive, you know, to fly around the, the, the neighborhood and find out, you know, what to do, how, how to learn it, what, what they were going to you know, how to spy on people so that they could figure out how to be sexual. And I mean, that's obviously a problematic movie that obviously put these children, it's rated R, <laughs> obviously put these children in these really adult situations. But yet it was not only like highly regarded and like, you know, clearly all the jokes were hilarious and everybody loved the movie, but there was no outrage for these young boys who are being put in these very sexual situations, which is shocking to me because boys also get molested. They also get raped, just like young girls. I, I'm not. I doubt that the amount is the exact same because, you know, it does seem to happen to young girls a lot more. But we'll never know because toxic masculinity makes it seem like sex is an achievement for young boys. Now I understand toxic masculinity is a scary word, and I don't want to scare anybody. Or a scary phrase. I don't want to scare anyone away. I'm not trying to say that all masculinity is toxic, but when we're talking about the uh, the society at ha at large here, and we're talking about uh, the fact that children, not just girls, not just young girls, but children get abused and trafficked all the time. So why do we have this aversion to young girls? You know. Uh, 
dealing with any type of sexuality, anything sexual, but young boys can just go full steam ahead and they can talk about masturbation, dick size, anything that makes them uncomfortable and insecure on large screens and people not only relate, but they can laugh about it and they can see it as not serious. Even though, um, young boys often get molested by older, young boys get molested by men and women. Um, and it's interesting. I, I've actually, you know, been dealing with a lot of this in the last few, uh, I want to say a couple years, learning more about male victims. As a victim of rape myself, I've, you know, reached out to understand, you know, how men deal with this and who men turn to in these situations. And it is shocking to hear how many men lost their virginity as young boys between the ages of 11, 12, and 13 to women who were much, much older, or men who were much, much older. And it's just like, to them, they don't even see it as a problem. They're just like, oh yeah, it just happened. And it's like, no, you were, you know, you were abused. And it's a tough, it's tough. You know, it's a very difficult conversation to have. But it's something worth having. It's a conversation worth looking at. Why do we consider young girls to be sacred and everything you know they can't wear these types of clothing because they're enti enticing pedophiles but young boys can literally run around drawing dicks everywhere talking about dicks and and being inappropriate about sex in all these different aspects and be laughed at or revered because of it it doesn't make any sense i mean un unless of course you look at it as a person who is grown up in a society full of sexism where young girls are supposed to be taught to be chaste to not be quote-unquote fast or any of those things now of course cuties is following the, st the steps of a, a young french black girl so then there's all these other issues coming up about you know women of color and girls of color and how they are um basically made to grow up quickly because they're told that their bodies like we're told at a very young age that our bodies are are distracted our distractions for men are in, you know, the most important part of ourselves in regards to men and things like that. And it's just, it's a very difficult, very frustrating type of viewpoint. Um, but yeah, if we want to discuss the fact that, I mean, like, there's another movie that's kind of like Cuties that came out, I want to say at the beginning of the early 2000s. If you guys ever heard of the movie 13, um, that was a similar, in the similar vein of like, oh, this is terrifying, you know, these young girls, are they have so much power, but they're so, it's its all sex, and it's so bad, and it's like, I mean, I guess, you know, as a young girl who had to grow up, I i needed to learn about myself sexually, to, to become a full, real-rounded adult, to become somebody who knew what they wanted in, in, in relationships and, and not, and it's all a part of growth, it's all a part of, a part of understanding who you are. Now, if you want to talk about movies where boys and young men are objectified, well, I wouldn't say objectified, but are put in these sexual situations, then listen, there's tons of them. There's, um, there's, uh, like, you know, like American Pie, and, uh, gosh, you could even go so far back as The Breakfast Club, because even in that movie, which came out in the freaking 80s, right, even in that movie, there's a scene where they're all at the table learning about detention from the principal, and the, the bully drops his pencil, and he gets under the table to look, and he sees Molly Ringwald's character's, you know, legs open, and they see her panties, and he puts his face in between her legs, right? Now, the, the, the sexual situation is there. <laughs> you know, but was there outrage? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I wasn't alive. Let's say that. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like we've been dealing with these sexual situations with teens and young adults 
I'll say kids, teens, and young adults for such a long time that it shocks me that now having a story, having a, a movie express how that affects teens and young adults and, and kids is now a huge deal. Really what it comes down to is parenting. And if you don't want your children to, to see this or to be this kind of, to, to, you know, to, to be in these kinds of situations, then you have to talk to them openly about the situation so that they know what to avoid exactly, you know, else they're just, or else they're just going to talk to their friends and their friends are not going to give them good advice. Let me tell you, because my gosh, not only did I have friends who were going through extremely difficult sexual situations, like I knew a girl in middle school who was married to a 21 year old, like, you know, things are weird for young girls for sure. But but casting a light on it and discussing it should not be the problem. The problem is understanding the cultural society that we live in and, and why. Why is are these things so frowned upon if we're only going to utilize them and, and abuse them later? Why are we so why are we frowning on frowning down on, on young girls who are trying to learn how to dance sexy or whatever when when we're really just telling them that that's all their bodies are worth later on, you know? Um because obviously when they're grown women and they take their sexuality back for themselves, like, like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, then they're, then they're sluts anyway. <laughs> then they're sluts anyway for just talking about what they want. But then if they're Beyonce and they, you know, and they want to be a little chaste and they get, you know, cheated on, then it's their fault anyway. Like, it's just, it just, there's no, there's no way to win. Either you're too sexual or you're not sexual enough. It, it's 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 so complicated and I just wanted to discuss those complications because I feel them and now when it comes to you know and that really affects our culture as a whole and our culture affects the laws and legislation right so now when we're telling people that women's bodies are not their own when we tell people that if a woman objectifies herself then she's the problem then when it, it becomes easier and easier to make legislation match that so bodily autonomy becomes elusive to women because you know our bodies are no longer our own and then it just it just boggles my mind because why why is bodily autonomy so difficult for us to obtain it just seems like it just seems like a war on women it seems like we're supposed to hate women in general for one reason or another which is shocking because this country is in love with sex so, I mean, I'm telling you, it's a crossroads. It's a crossroads. Like, I'm literally sitting at my desk having this conversation. Usually I'm laying in bed covered in softness because I want to have a soft, sexy conversation with you guys. But this time, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm worried for the first time really in my life because I really, really think that things are, are going to take a turn for the worst. Um... I'm also just super confused as to why so many people love sluts in this country, like love women who are sexually progressive and out there, but can't seem to extend respect to sex workers who provide a service or to women who are just sexy, like just sexy, porn loving, like sexual women. Like, I mean, it's been, I've been, you know, fucking for, I want to say 17 years. And, and let me tell you, it, it hasn't been easy to find, to find people who appreciate that part of me. In, in a very open stream kind of way. It's, it's been only in the last two to three years that I've met men who are confident enough and comfortable enough to want to be with a woman who is sexually progressive and sexually explorative. And so I just wanted to have that conversation and, and I wanted it to sit with us. Like, why are we as a nation having so many issues in regards to women? Why are we trying to step back 50 years and remove legal abortion knowing that 
there are women out there who do not want to have children and should not be forced to have children. And then it's like, well, why do, why are we trying to force people to have children? Seeing how lots of children end up in situations where they're getting abused in one way or another, or they're being, you know, sent to foster care and not being adopted, living in the system, you know, where they, again, experience all different types of abuse. It just seems like a backwards, fucked up cycle that I really wish would, would just, would just stop. Um, uh, wow, that's got dark. (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, that I, I recognize this war on women and I myself am scared. And I just want you guys all to hear it and understand it from a person who lives in California. Like I live in in one of the most liberal states in the country. And still I, I worry that Planned Parenthood would not be available, you know, for me to get birth control or for, or for any of those issues. And then, you know, as soon as this Supreme Court nominee or whatever, if she gets pushed through, then yeah, abortion is going to be made to be illegal. And who knows what else, you know? And it's just, it's just something that we all need to discuss and consider. And I hope that you guys are all voting. And I hope that you're voting your, your conscience. But I hope that you're also thinking about women of color, people of color, um, and, and what we have to face in this country. Especially women like me, who are trying desperately to not have children, but who are also trying to live a happy, healthy lifestyle. Um, you know? So, yeah. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you listening to me uh, talk and ramble on about these issues. I really hope you guys take the time to head to my Instagram or to my Facebook or to my Tumblr, which is not that active, but hey, I'll get it back on there. Or to send me an email, send me a question, you know, whatever you guys want to discuss. I want to talk about it. So let me know. Um, and I'm Big Black Girl, Small Kink World on literally all of those platforms, and you will find me. You can also email me at bigblackgirlsmallkinkworld at gmail.com, and I would really like to hear from you guys. So thank you so much for tuning back in. Nisi, out.